Alright, take two. I just recorded <laughs> quite a few minutes without having my microphone plugged in. So here we are. A little bit better audio, a little bit crisper sound as we do a little ASMR. I'm not doing ASMR here. I do just like the sound better of this microphone though. Hello! I can't even begin to imagine how many times I've probably said something about like, we're back, I'm back, like, it's been a while, I, we're not going there this time, we all know that, it's been a while, it's been almost two months, and that's fine, and that's, this podcast is not meant for weekly updates or anything, it is just here as a space Uh, for me to express and share and also for people to find commonalities, for people to find comfort in the range and craziness that is the freaking human experience that we're all having here and to know we're not alone and to feel like maybe you've got some support, maybe you feel like you've gained some insight from somebody else's experience. So that's, that's why we're here, that's what I'm here to share and I'm happy you're here. I am really just getting cozy with the fall here in Arizona. Um, There's been a couple cold mornings and it's warming up the last two days, but I don't want to let go of the fact that it was just like, you know, highest 60 for the last couple days, beanie season. Like I've got a hat on today. It's going to be a high in probably like 80 today, but I've got this hat on, I'm not taking it off. But if there's one thing I've learned from being in Arizona is that reverse seasonal depression is a thing. And that is simply seasonal depression, but it's on the off season that you wouldn't think it would be. So most people experience seasonal depression in the winter because of the lack of sun. And a lot of people experience seasonal depression here in the summer because it's so hot, it only feels like you can do so much. I'm one of those people that like, If it's way too cold or if it's way too hot, I just, my body does not function the same way. I want to be outside, but I just feel so inhibited by it. And the heat is one of those things that I just don't operate as well in the heat. I want to be outside more. I want to get in the sun. Um, I just want to feel good and go for a walk and move my body outside. But it's like almost physically impossible when it's 110 plus degrees every day you wake up and it's already in the 80s in the morning and like oh 80 sounds nice but like when you're in this constant heat it doesn't feel great and then it was cooling off it started to cool off the past like month which has been absolutely amazing and then the past couple weeks I'm like whoa I was feeling so good why am I feeling low again and same thing like yeah, it's Arizona. Yeah, we got a lot of intense sun, but the days are shorter now. And I think my body may have also just created this rhythm where it's used to this time of year starts that edge of seasonal depression. And I forget very much that I am prone to depression. It It's genetic and it's in my blood. It's in my dad's side of the family. Like everyone over there has experienced and most of them are still experiencing depression and I want to cut myself off right here by saying this episode is really just to share my own experience I'm not going to diagnose you I'm not a therapist and if you are experiencing depression or any form of mental illness that you are struggling with please 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 seek help Um, as you'll hear me share my experience I went through seven years straight of therapy I went back to therapy even after that on and off. I still go to coaching. Um, when I need therapy, I go seek it. Like it, it's so supportive. Um, and I'll talk about that more later, but 
This is really to share my experience. And if you find any comfort in it, if you find any solace in it, if you find any, you know, support in any way, I hope it can be that for you. But as I was saying, I really forget because I went through so many years of therapy. And if you follow me on Instagram, I like recently posted a reel where I was like, my humble brag is that I feel this much joy after so many years of darkness because truly I was depressed for so long and I was in such a dark place that I just didn't think I could possibly exist on any other spectrum of like emotional feeling. It truly felt that that was my experience from now on. This is how I live life at this like dull, aching, emotional pain level. And I just have to learn how to deal with it. And because I went through so many years of therapy and I am on the other side, what I want to say on the other side of it, I labeled myself on the other side of it as if like, I'm all good now because it no longer is my baseline day to day. I can feel joy. I feel joy on a regular basis. But like I said, it's genetic. My entire paternal side has depression. Most of them have other mental health issues on top of that. And it's, we really run the gamut and nobody talks about it. Like, nobody wants to talk about it. It's not okay to talk about. Crying was, like, frowned upon. Mental health issues are, like, kind of imaginary. Or we just, you know, will turn a blind eye. It's one of those things where you bring it up and somebody, like, will turn away from you. Thankfully, I was raised by my mother, who is a very emotionally intelligent woman and will cry at, like, the simplest thing, um, <laughs> my favorite things that she'll cry at, like a really thoughtful card. We love her so much. And honestly, it's like a unspoken silent competition for the holidays, her birthday, Mother's Day of who can make her cry more with their card. <laughs> and while she didn't have much experience specifically with depression herself, it was much easier for me to come to her for help than it probably would have been if I was raised by my father or on that side of my family where it just wasn't spoken about and it wasn't encouraged to seek help. It was seen as weak um, to reach out for those things. And I'm very, very grateful to have had my mom through this whole experience. Even if it's like not something she was well versed in, she was like, okay, everything, you know, we can figure out everything. She is very much a give me a problem, uh, human design folks, if you're out there, she's a 5-1 generator. So she's like there to figure it out. But my depression hit in middle school and it was really, really ugly. I don't have to, I'm, I don't want to go into details into this, um, but I will share just a little trigger warning here. Very, very much wanted to unalive myself at many points. We'll use that phrasing as a the wonderful Gen Zers has, have cultivated that and not to get censored. Um, but from like seventh grade through junior year, even into senior year of high school, my baseline was really depression. It was numb. I didn't feel, um, I didn't have any spark of joy. I wasn't excited. I wasn't excited for holidays. I mean, there was some like oh, I'm looking forward to this, but I didn't feel the joy of like, oh, like the joy of Christmas and the joy of my birthday. No. <laughs> and I definitely chased love and relationships to feel something, but mostly I was just trying to keep my head above the water. And if you haven't experienced depression and you're wondering what makes it so hard, try turning your phone to black and white mode. Just 
it sounds weird, but if you, there's a grayscale setting you can turn your phone to, you really want to use it a lot less. It's not interesting. And while this is great for lowering your screen time, can you imagine experiencing life like that? And no, I'm not saying that I or anybody else experiencing depression are physically seeing in black and white, but it, that is the best way I can describe it at this point of like the joy of that experience is gone. Like you no longer have the uh, pulled in interest of that, of all the colors of life. And at a certain point, it can get so bad that it's like painful to exist. I have and have continued to have bouts of depression that have been so awful that it's painful to get out of bed, painful to take care of myself, whether that's like physically and or emotionally painful. It hurts so much that it's like in your body. And all of this while I was trying to navigate high school and trying to keep good grades and stay well-rounded and discover myself and date and, you know, engage in my family and my community and be a good daughter. Like, y'all, can we take a moment to just give a lot of space for especially children, young adults, high schoolers who don't have the resources to understand and process themselves emotionally are hanging on to all of that and also finding themselves in this really upturned part of their life. And I'm so grateful that I was in a place where I could get help. I wasn't shamed or belittled, but I had friends growing up and I still know people who started to reach out for help from their family and the people around them and they were not supported. You know, they were told that they were fine. They didn't need to see anybody. Um, they were just being dramatic and I am blessed to have had a community and family that were so supportive, but I can only imagine what that would have been like if I didn't have my mom. My mother did so fucking well, especially for not having a background with dealing with depression herself or like a depressed teen. I went to seven years of therapy, like from, you know, start to finish in that one chunk and I will make this very clear. I'm not done. It doesn't matter how long you've gone. You never know it all. I'm sure at some point I will go back to therapy. Lately, I prefer coaching. I'm not saying like coaching is a substitute for therapy, but it's just like my <laughs> my choice at the moment, my flavor that seems to be most supportive. And when I go through bouts of depression, if I'm really looking for support, typically I will reach back out to therapy. That's not something I lean to a coach on. They're not certified in, in supporting with mental health issues, but just want to make that clear. But I will definitely go back to therapy at some point. And I have in the last couple of years since I like stopped that seven year phase, <laughs> phase, uh, I'm trying to think of that seven year run with the same therapist. But to the point <laughs> that I was actually trying to make was that so much of my baseline of my energy and my emotions now are happier and more neutral emotion, an emotional state. And so I often forget that depression is still something I have to be aware of. And I still need to prioritize my mental health in a way that, you know, might be heightened more than other folks who um, are prone to depression. And it's still in my genes. Like, it's, it's just underlying there. And so I actually have the tools now to manage my mental health. And I have the tools to, like, you know, turn on and off those genes. And if I'm taking care of myself, I can really keep that mostly off or 
if I'm experiencing something, I have the tools to support it versus, you know, how how I once was. But I recently, oh, within the past months, a couple of weeks, I had a dip back down into depression and it had been a it had been a while um, since I really felt something like this and it wasn't, it didn't come on very strong. So I really ignored the signs. I was staying up late, was over consuming content. I was sleeping in and I felt numb. Uh, I was putting off work and staying home for days at a time without leaving the house. And those are all red flags for me. Like those are like ding, ding, ding. Hey, like this is probably a spiral of depression. And please don't go self-diagnosing yourself if you're experiencing these things. Um, do seek professional help. These are just my tells for myself. And I'm just like, okay, like I'm checking these boxes. I should really check in with myself and see where I'm at emotionally and mentally. But a few days into this pattern, I really finally admit it. I'm like, okay, this is depression. Like I can see the signs very clearly. And I'm not quick to admit it when I have a dip unless it's something like really really intense um a couple years ago was it last year it was last spring and I believe I have another episode on this that I've shared is I tried hormonal birth control and within a few weeks I was so depressed and because I was already aware that that can happen on birth control it was like okay this is very clear what this is like I knew right away but with this last time I was not very quick to admit it. And I don't identify with depression anymore. I don't really label myself as somebody who is depressed or has depression. And that's really helpful to not use that label in my day-to-day. But I also have to remind myself that it's like, it's part of my, like, I can I can say I'm prone to depression instead of labeling myself as somebody who has depression. And this is just my personal preference so that I can acknowledge that and become aware of it quicker so I can start healing and helping myself again when these dips occur. So I started lovingly pushing myself, um, reminding myself of my whys, and really just reaching out for help, reminding myself what sparks my fire and lights me up and makes my soul sing. I reached back out to my community and spent more time with friends you know, really just dipped into my resources. And it's not like a quick fix or overnight. Uh, It's very much like an upward spiral that continues to get better and then will dip back down, get better, dip back down. I had a rough day yesterday. Today is much better. The day before yesterday was like a lot better. And so yesterday, like, was like, oh man, I'm going backwards. I'm not going backwards. It's just part of moving myself back up. Um, My mother can often hear it in my voice (laughs) and I called her and I told her and she, like she always does, will lovingly ask me, do you know what started it? Which I appreciate, but also most of the time I just want to be like, I don't know, fucking genetics. (laughs) Um, But at the same time, while there is, you know, genetically I'm prone to depression, there's factors that play into it. When I take a look back and I go, okay, let's look at the last couple weeks of my life. What have I been doing? Okay, this thing happened and it was tough for me. And how did I deal with it? Not in the normal way that I do. And that didn't support me. And it started to downward spiral. Um, So it really gets me to examine my patterns and, and find the loose ends that I can bring more awareness to next time. So all of this in 
in the understanding of where things went wrong. I never shame myself for dipping back down into a depression state for depressive state. Um, it just, it happens. It's something I'm, you know, predisposed to. And I see it a part of my path that I chose in this lifetime. You don't have to see it that way. That is just how I choose to see my life. Um, I'm not telling you that if you experience depression, you chose it. I just see it as me in this lifetime and my soul. My soul chose to come in to have this experience. So definitely each time it brings me more awareness and clarity of where I'm at and what I can improve on and where I'm going. Um, I got to see a lot of my own patterns recently of, man, the fear of, of being in trouble, um, self-abandonment, especially in the ways in which I will abandon myself for something that feels good temporarily. And so I'm grateful for these dips at the same time, like as much as I don't want to experience them, they are shedding light on the areas in my life that need more love. So you know, you can take this as a reminder that highs and lows are definitely a part of what makes us human. We don't want to lean too far into either because we don't want to stay there. Um, even the highs that feel good, that was part of my, like, I'm abandoning myself for the things that feel good um, and sacrificing the balance and sacrificing myself because with some of those things that I'm abandoning myself for that feel good, I am also abandoning the... I'm not taking into consideration what it means to lean into those things that just feel good. Like, what do they mean as a whole? And what am I abandoning to have those things? Um, so we get to experience them all. We get to experience the highs and the lows and learn and grow and hurt and love and change. And then we get to take them into the next phase of our life. Yeah. So if you're personally don't know where to start, if you're struggling with mental illness, please, 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 like I said in the beginning, seek, seek help. Therapy gave me so many tools um, to be where I am today. And like, not only tools that I necessarily uh, consciously apply, but just like baseline reprogramming like myself and how I see life. And if you're, you know, looking for support outside of mental health issues, I cannot say enough about coaching, but in all of those things, please remind yourself and remember that coaching and therapy is just like dating. It can take a while to find the right one. And like, no, not the same way in like dating does, but like, don't be afraid if you don't like the person you're seeing. We've seen so many people give up on therapy because they're, they didn't like their therapist. They didn't mesh with them. They're like, oh, they suck. I'm like, they don't suck. They're just not the one for you. Um, and let them know they're oftentimes someone who will find you, help you find somebody else, maybe somebody in their practice or somebody else they know or a resource. And you really deserve that. You deserve to be supportive, supported, and you deserve to find peace and you deserve to find balance in all the highs and lows that it takes to be human. But feel free if you are looking for um, more of the coach route. I don't have any therapist recommendations, and also because that is by state. Um, but if you are looking for any kind of coaching, I know so, so, so many beautiful, wonderful coaches that I have either personally worked with or are in my life. I do some coaching myself. So if that is somebody you're looking for, please reach out. I'm happy to point you in the direction of resources or a specific coach. And even if you don't want to work with a coach, if you're just looking for resources, hell, they're out there. 
they're on Instagram, they're on all the things you can get on people's email lists and just get their free resources. Like there's so much you can already do with that. But yeah, feel free to reach out, take care of yourself in, in all the ways that your mind, body, and soul need you to. And I will chat with you very, very soon. 